I think we're lucky to finally get an intro song. That's awesome. What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler episode. And now we have to pay royalty for you. Yeah, I was like, yeah. copyright on that. Today we are going to be talking about WordPress theme customizer, the customizer. The customizer. We're gonna go, go around the room real, real quick and get everyone introduced. Man, I am tongue-tied today. Chris, tell us what's up, sir. Me too. My name's Chris Thumb. I'm the uh, CTO of a company called Crowd Favorite, where we do WordPress work. I also run the uh, San Diego WordPress Meetup here in North County, and uh, I blog over at ChrisThumb.com. Awesome. George, will Jetpack run on O2? <laughs> uh, well, Jetpack provides genericons which are required for O2 to run. But you can also just use uh, Mika Epstein's uh, Genericon plugin to have it if you'd rather. Anyway, I'm, I'm George. I work for Automatic. I run the team that builds Jetpack and, and help run my local WordPress community and do all sorts of shiny things. And off to Say. Say. Yo, what's up? My name's Say. Wait, that's a super like topical issue right now. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, hi, I'm Say. I do WordPress stuff, teach WordPress, make WordPress, preach WordPress, at Say Media on all the things. Say, real quick, I want you to tap the top of that microphone real fast. Thank you. All right. Steve. <laughs> I'm Steve Sankin. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, <laughs> and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Oh. Wait, wait, I wanted to prove that that microphone does actually does nothing. Hello, everybody. I am Suzette Frank. I am a teacher with Girl Develop It, and I love WordPress. Awesome. Hi. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter and WPmedia.pro on the website. Go check that out. So, Steve, I always try to, you know, get you to kind of freak out a little bit here. You know, you're in the back. Wait, why would Steve freak out? Go nuts. Chris is already freaked out. We have Chris freaking out. Okay, tell Chris me why, is freaking I'm out. why I'm about to freak out. Well, because we're going to talk about the customizer. Okay. <gasps> Wait, I want to talk about this. Okay, so I actually feel kind of responsible for this because two years ago at WordCamp San Francisco, I raised my hand during the State of the WordPress talk and asked Mr. Matt Mullenweg if he was going to standardize theme options because of all the madness and all the theme options panels everywhere. Uh, to which he didn't really have much of an answer, but Lance, something illit. Um, Will it? <laughs> Will it? Will it? I can only remember the last half of his name. Uh, Lance. Um, uh -huh. he, he found me later and told me all about the customizer and then how everything was starting, they were starting to really push the customizer and that the customizer was going to be the home for all of the theme options panels and things like that in the standard world. And, and now, this, this is why we should make the distinction between causation, correlation, <laughs> and completely unrelated. Okay. okay, I'm not saying it's actually my fault. I'm just saying... When it says I, I feel kind of responsible... No, I think, I think this is like the butterfly effect, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I ate a peanut butter sandwich, and <laughs> then... Look, the came out. Look, I have See, it's all your fault. Sunglasses are here, and there are no tigers in this room, so that means these sunglasses are tiger preventers. Hashtag blame side. Hashtag Simpsons. Hashtag in, case, in case you guys 
In case you guys didn't know, we discovered earlier today that Say grew up in the mountains without any friends. So, um, in a big golf I heard friends, they just weren't real. Yeah, yeah they weren't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What so, does so real take that mean? what you will. Yeah, are let's, you real? Can I touch you? Show is so dumb already. So let's let's talk about the the customizer. The um. When when theme stuff started happening in the customizer, I think uh, most people were like, "Well, that's that's pretty cool." Recently, there was an announcement that all the themes that were going onto the .org repository had a a all the new ones had to support and function with the customizer, and the ones that were already there had a six month window to get fully updated. So, uh, and I think that's, that's the. Customizer only, not even to have like they can only have their theme options right. in customizer, no theme options panels. So yep. for our newbies that are watching the show, maybe we should explain what the customizer is. Yeah, that might be good. If if you've ever used WordPress before, um, what you know is there are essentially two sides to WordPress: the part that other people see, the public sees of the website, and then there's a back-end admin interface. And what would normally happen up until the release of the customizer a couple years ago was that you would work in the admin to do things, but you wouldn't know what it looked like. And you would hit publish or set some setting for a widget, and then you'd have to load up the front end to see what what you got, right? And so it was this it was a dynamic of you're your designing or writing or authoring or doing something in one space, configuring one space, and then viewing it in another. And the customizer was is an option that allows people to have a place where they're editing and making changes and adjustments while seeing those transformations live on the front end of the site. That's the core of what the customizer is. Yeah, no live way. previewing of modifications of the visual aspects of your theme. But it also allows developers, as they're developing a theme, to put options in that panel Right, mm -hmm. that are specific to that theme, right? So I just want to clarify so that we know what we're talking about today, because yeah. we're, we're going to get a so little developery. By right. default, by I'll default, keep it some things, So by default, there are some things that uh, the customizer ships with by default. By default. Site title tagline. Nah. Anyway, by default. Can you explain that? Site title tagline. Um, if themes are image, you can change your header image, background mm -hmm. color. Um, all sorts Upload. of extra options. Uh, Upload a logo. No. And now yeah. widgets. Widgets are all up in there. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the one of the proposals that was put in a couple weeks ago was uh, to introduce a panel to let folks modify and add new menus to their site and change the placement of menus from the customizer. The problem is that when they proposed adding this thing to the customizer, they added a little bit of text at the end that said, and we're also going to recommend that in a couple of releases we drop the admin screen for menus uh, and make everyone use the customizer instead. This has since been clarified that that's not actually going to happen necessarily in any point in the near future, if ever. Because we spoke, Chris actually spoke. Actually, to be clear, I'm pretty sure that the reason it was never going to happen is because it was never actually going to happen. So it oh. was yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a proposal from one person like that mentioned it originally. Okay. Yeah. So so to to be, to be fair, for everything. <laughs> I think the, the the way I would shape that story is to say actually even before the menu piece, um, there was this announcement that all new themes would have to do all their settings in the customizer, and old themes 
would have to update their themes within a six-month period to get in the customizer. And that started creating, up until that moment, people had said, customizer is either cool or it's not, I can live with it or I don't have to, and it's just like, okay. The moment that first announcement came out, I think some people were surprised, especially uh, theme developers who had either many themes or a entrenched customer base, and they were trying to figure out, well, I have now five or six months to redo everything, right? So that's the first time I think people felt a little bit like this customizer may be going out of control. This, this you know, kind of, it was an interesting idea, but now it's turning into a, 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 the rigid standard. When people added um, widgets to it, some response was, well, hey, this feels like you might be jamming too much in here. You're going to have a lot of little back and forth. So people started with a little bit more angst. And then, and then as George mentioned... <laughs> When the menu piece came out and it said, by the way, we're going to kill the old one, which wasn't true. It was a mistake. It, it probably shouldn't have just been written. But, but because of that, right, then I think people started freaking out, like going, okay, this customizer is taking over, and, and we're shoving things in there that maybe don't, don't even need to be there. <laughs> hence, hence the... Uh... <laughs> it's all right. Listen, it, 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 it feels, Chris, it feels, like, you're, it feels like you're jamming drama. something in here. Chris, Chris just Here's wants to know, when are they going to put in the, the post editor into the customizer? That's, that's <laughs> when what are they going to put I'm, jetpack I'm sure. settings into the customizer? That's actually that's a separate plugin know. called front-end editing. Yeah. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that uh, composer, <laughs> is, is, conductor, isn't that what Matt uh, Medeiros' plugin does, right? It lets you create text for widgets and other placements of the page on in the little customizer. So, okay, so people have started playing with that. So let's go back a minute. Does this apply to premium themes? Not if they're not by requirement. Now I mean, I'm asking because no if you're using if you're using a Woo theme, that has its own pretty extensive customization panel. Yeah, yeah but that's now owned by Automatic, so that that's gonna go the way of Jetpack and and customizer. I probably. chose I chose my example very carefully. You're so smart, Steve. <laughs> Um, but so, what do you think? Do you think they're gonna un un? There's a lot of. I stuff don't know how you can. I don't. I don't know how you could jam that much stuff <laughs> into the customizer, right? A lot so, of practice and <laughs> amounts of lubrication. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, whiskey, a, a, a whiskey, guys, whiskey. So, is what I mean by that. Oh, I can't, will not lubricate I, anything. I can't, I can't wait to see <laughs> Oh, yes, tweets. it will. Oh, I, yes. I, I cannot wait to see the tweets from this episode. Anyway. Um, <laughs> If you're using a Woo theme, there's a lot, there's a ton of stuff in their customization panels. And their customization panel is its own entity, it's its own beast. It gets yeah, the Woo framework. It's its own framework. It's, it gets its own updates by itself. Yeah. I can't see how all that stuff fits in the customizer. See, this right. is the thing. The customizer is supposed to be about, to me, just really about look. Really, it's like the most basic, you know, it started with the header image and the background color. And, like, I like it when, for example, some of the Google font uh, plugins put typography in there. That type of stuff makes sense. As soon as they added the widgets in there, I, I actually, because now if you're on the front end and you go from the admin bar to the widgets, it takes you right to the customizer instead of to the widget admin menu, um, which I, I literally cannot deal with widgets in there. It's like you're like three menus in, and then, you know, it's just the UI is just really clunky. For, well, you have to have a lot of, of horizontal real estate. You do, well, it, yeah. which most people don't. And a lot of, a lot of, for example, my clients are using Surfaces or, um, you know, iPads even. And it's like, 
this is in or just small laptops in general and there's just no more room so you can't even actually see what it looks like because your screen's this big so then you you know once you go back to your normal screen it's like this and so it doesn't look the same anyway you're basically like optimizing for your mobile view in the widget so I, I think there's I, th I think there's another dynamic that's going on though right and and um, this was hinted at as as we were commenting and talking about this topic and that is that the customizer is new code, right? It is, it is clean code. It is JavaScript-based. There's an API. There's all this stuff you can do with it. Some of the other parts of WordPress, like the menu page, menu admin, is old code, old structure, and uh, struggles to be performant when there's a ton of menu items. But on top of that, it's hard to get someone to say, I want to dig through all this and... Uh, enhance it, fix it, tweak it, adjust it, when I can do it so much easier in the customizer. So I think there's another narrative going on for developers that is separate from everything else we're dealing with, right? So you're sitting here talking about a customer dynamic, and by all means, there are definitely people who are very customer-centric, um, who are contributors, who are thinking this through, but there are others who are uh, developer-centric who are looking at this saying, this is really hard to solve in one of the back-end admin pages, but a lot easier in the customizer. So because it's easier, because it's better code. Let's let's put it here, and that is not a WordPress problem. That has been a ongoing developer dynamic for 40 years, right? Well, it's easier over here than to do over here. Let's just do it over here, and you don't think through. Okay, what's the full impact of that for everyone, right? And, and that's really important because here's the thing about WordPress: most of the people using it are not developers. Most of the people using it are DIY people and don't have any help whatsoever. So all of a sudden, you're changing these super core things. It really throws people for a loop. I know, Chris, you're looking at it from a training people on an enterprise level, but also just on an individual small business or an individual blogger level. You know, they're already having to stay so up on WordPress, and then you change the UI so completely. I think it really. Um, I mean, I have to be honest, like, I get a lot of people that are, are, are moving towards Squarespace and, and that direction, and it's it's starting to almost become easier, which seems weird, because WordPress should be getting easier to use, not more difficult to use. And, and I think at this point, it's actually kind of taking a bit of a fork that's starting to concern me a little bit, honestly. So, so the, thing about, the thing about Squarespace is that they have the customizer panel, right? It's just that while they have it there, right, um, there's other editing that's happening that is actually on the screen, right? So you're actually editing the menu or whatever on the, on the page, not in a little sidebar window. And that's a metaphor that can work. And we have people, contributors, who are working on front-end editing. So I think these things are happening. Whenever you have volunteers who are writing code and contributing their time... I think you have this dynamic where you can't get everything you want all launched in all at the same time. So it just creeps in little bits and, and, and steps. Unfortunately, the messaging around the proposal around the menu was written in such a way that it caused a lot more angst uh, and frustration than it probably needed to, and they've tried to repair that, right? Um, but there's still the bigger question of how do we get more people to contribute and get involved so that we can accelerate the, the, the move through this. In, it's like having a bad haircut, 
right? You have a short haircut, it looks fine. When it's when it's long, it looks fine. But the in-between, right? You're like, ah, oh, my hair is all over the place and I can't manage it. You start wearing hats all the time. I think... I think I'm in that in, stage right now. Right. I think we're in that stage when it comes to WordPress and front-end editing kind of usability stuff. We are totally in the bad haircut phase. We have weird bangs, and they need to grow out. <laughs> that's what's going on. But I think that this is really this is kind of a crux time because there are other competitors that are happening. And I think what you're talking about that 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 distancing from because it's volunteers. And I know WordPress does everything the organization and with WordCamps, everyone's always reaching out. But I think the fact that it's just developers doing the developing and you know we talked about this last year at the summit also that people feel like if they're just contributing like myself if I was contributing from a let me speak for the user standpoint like I don't I don't even know how to engage in that and I'm you know involved in WordPress and um, or, or how to make an argument against saying okay well this isn't good for the user but it's great for code so you know can we slow it down like there's there's a dialogue that's missing there's an update like and the, fact and the reality is, it is happening. The dialogue is happening. It's just happening after the fact. It's, it's once just, they've announced it, once they've created it, then we start having that conversation when you on see the, the internet and in Facebook groups. Yeah, when you see the proposals, it feels like it's... Well, I'm surprised, right? So if you're a developer, or even if you're not a developer, but you're highly engaged in the community, make.wordpress.com is a place where you can even just subscribe to all the notes of all the peop all the teams that are meeting and talking so that you're not surprised by these things, right? Well, I mean, um, this came out, this was first listed on WP Tavern in December. It's June, and we're all just starting to talk about it. So, you know, Actually, I mean, it's trickled out pretty far. because one person saw it and went, oh, no, and then they all started tweeting about it. I mean, that's, that's kind of what happened. So, <laughs> Chris shaped people. The what? You guide the discussion. What can I say? No, yeah, no, no. Until Chris talks about it, <laughs> no wanted, one's talking about it. I no, wanted no, to talk about makeup no, it, training been rolling a little about. bit. <laughs> Take the floor. The, the I wanted to talk about um, make.training a little bit. Um, I'm in the make.training, and we were asked to actually make a... What we do is we create lesson plans for people to give at meetups or in classrooms. So we were asked to create, I forgot by who, by somebody important, to create a user manual on how to teach people to use the customizer. So I'm, I'm doing that part of it. Um, so that should be out soon, I hope. <laughs> but a lot of people, there's a lot of people in um, make.training, and we need more help to write um, lesson plans for teachers. Yeah, I mean, that's still, it's, and this is a dilemma of open source, this is a dilemma of user education, and when you've got such proliferation that, like what WordPress has, and anyone, you know, some random person by themselves can just download it and use it, you can't be responsible for every user understanding or knowing what's happening. Everyone, because it's that kind of DIY software, you're, you're responsible for, you know, keeping yourself current. The problem is, is just when that current, you know, that responsibility becomes like a job like it, it makes sense for those of us here to stay updated on make and to you know follow WP Tavern and to like stay on top of all that stuff but for a user to stay on on top of all that stuff in addition to trying to figure out the latest social media and what the hell Periscope is and you know whatever's going on it's overwhelming for them that's very yeah. specific you like how I threw that in there <laughs> um, but 
you know, so I think that what's happening is we're putting a lot of burden on our user to be educated. And I think that that's the issue because while that's great, it's not necessarily totally realistic. Like, and, and even making training modules for people at WordCamps, you're still getting such a small percentage of people, of users who are going to WordCamps to get that training that the disconnect between what's actually happening in the real world and what we're talking about happening as far as training and education goes, there's, there's a big, giant gap there. So isn't part of the solution there some sort of consistency? And isn't that what the customizer is supposed to be solving? Right? And the, the yeah. consistency I'm talking about is from theme to theme. As you, as you go from theme to theme, part of the problem with WordPress, and I hear this from my clients and I hear this from my friends, is they say, well, WordPress is difficult. And when I actually look at the, what their problem is, Right, what they're talking about is some weird theme setting in the specific theme or some plugin setting that they're using is is off. The and UI weird. is off, the UX is weird, exactly. Right. Yeah. So isn't the customizer an attempt to standardize? It is. And that's why it is a good thing. It's we're we're in a spot where we're navigating through the complexities of how you get everything there, right? How you get standard across the board to make it easy, right? But it is by volunteers, which means more people have to be involved in a lot of different capacities so that we can get through that bad hair part and get to the part where the bangs are grown out and things look good. Oh, okay, but we're, we're, we're always going to be in some form of that bad haircut phase, right? I don't think so. I wait, let me, let me finish. Hang on a second. Because okay. okay. even though the, the customizer is a good step in the right direction, it's got some standards in place, it's still open source. It's got an API. I'm developing a theme in it right now, and not all developers are created equally. So even though it's got some standards, it's open for me to make UI mistakes. Or so UI yeah. flaws, or and weird you're like, UX. You're four, you're four little panels in and changing something, and then because the, you know in in uh, UI UX whatever in menus, you're not supposed to go more than three panels in. Well, some of these widgets, I'm already like twelve panels in on the customizer. As so a developer, I have the freedom to do that if if I choose. As a crappy developer, you do have the freedom to choose. I, you're the freedom I just to choose. No, you're not the crappy developer. I just As assumed I was the crappy one, developer. One has the freedom to do that, not you. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So, I've made some really bad code in my time. So what about what about you know we we talked a little bit about it, but what about the the idea of of getting people that are doing either the theme forest type themes, the premium type themes, the ones that have built their own infrastructure in place to kind of build these you know very specific admin panels? Are we wanting them to put? The 500 different, you know, dials and and I don't think again. I'm, I'm going to bring this full circle. I don't think you can jam it in there. Well, and some of it, I don't think you should. Uh, I mean, the customizer yeah, is you meant can to jam you it in there, but should you jam it in there? That's really. I mean, here's the thing: the customizer is made to let you see the immediate effects of what happens when you change something. A lot of backend options, when you change it, it, will not have an immediate effect on what the front end of your site looks like. Right. So if we put those in the customizer, there is no benefit over having them on the back end. So a lot of this stuff, I would say let's recommend has, as a recommendation level best practices thing that if something's going to be simple and immediate effect, put it in the customizer so folks can get that benefit from it. Uh, and then if they have other things that you, that like can, controls what your RSS feeds look like or something absolutely 
off the wall like that that they're not going to see in the customizer. Sure, let that be on the back end because that's the most logical place for it to live. So playing devil's advocate here, it's actually what you just described is being able to do um, menus and being able to do widgets because you want to be able to see what that looks like. The problem is, is that the interface, you know, the actual uh, interface, I've, I've seen this happen a few times on themes, mm-hmm. where the theme will be in a responsive state because I don't have enough real estate on my screen, exactly. and I have to essentially hold down, like, you know, command minus, like, 500 times in order to get, like, the screen fully, you know, maxed <laughs> out as far as I can, so I can look at the customizer and say, oh, oh yeah, that's what it's going to look like. That now, but look, <laughs> it does look this way. We, we, all, we all need a 50-inch monitor on our desk. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I think that's the problem. Because I, I think what we're really upset, I don't know that we're necessarily upset, but what we're, our, our, my qualm with this whole situation is not necessarily that there's something going on in the menus that is in the customizer. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the UI. Those panels are tiny. They fly out another panel. It's, it's, it's not good design for figuring out something that you're viewing on the front end which, if that is the entire point, is negating its own point. So that's what I think the real problem is with it. And, and I understand and, that... And I just want to, I want to bring it back around to one point, which is to say, Say doesn't like it, but if you remember, two years ago, <laughs> Say is the one no, that came no, up no, with no. the idea. So the world we're living in oh. is one Say doesn't like, but was started by Say. I just wanted to make sure we were clear and wrap that around. That's what I, happens when you grow I up on a mountain. Say, Right, but I didn't say in that question if there was going to be everything was going to get shoved in the customizer. That was not even really my. I think it was jammed. Jammed. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That is not. That's not my my thing. I wasn't even focusing on the customizer because you know two years ago that wasn't even necessarily a big deal. I think. I think this whole realm would be easier if we use terms like gently placed instead of (laughs) jammed or shoved. Right. Because it doesn't. It doesn't feel as attacking to the volunteer who's writing code, (laughs) you know, spending all their hours, and then you come along and you're like, jam and shove. But if we said, thank you for gently placing menus (laughs) in the customizer, however, we do feel it's slightly restricted in space, that feels like a different message. I just learned so much about you and your interpersonal (laughs) relationships, it's creepy. Hello, (laughs) Can we go with wedged? I feel wait, wait, like wait. I just learned a lot about you. And I so, feel as we I start feel wrapping up, moving on. As we start wrapping up, I want to recommend a little <laughs> bit of further reading for anyone curious to continue on this. Uh, just under a year ago, Matt Weeb on his personal site, and the link will be in the show notes, uh, wrote a blog post called "Evolving the Customizer," where he's talking about uh, some of the current issues and where and a path forward for the customizer. Uh, and this should carry a little bit of extra weight because he had been working on the WordPress.com version of the customizer for quite a while and pushing it in a different direction than the core version, which has since merged back to the core version. So there's a lot of really good thoughts there about possible directions that the customizer should be going. And Super developer really, heavy. And if you're very passionate about the customizer and where WordPress will go in the future, get involved. Speak up. Say okay, a piece. If you get can't involved, contribute code, where, where, that's where? fine. Where okay, we're not talking about contributing code, but where, for example, would one be on? Is it like a Slack channel? Where are you? Where would this person, hypothetical person, go to know that the conversation about the customizer is happening? Where is that conversation? So you're going to want to follow a lot of the make.wordpress.org subblogs. Uh, you're probably going to want to follow uh, UI and core, uh, and 
just keep an ear to the ground. As things happen, there will be uh, tweets, there will be discussions, there will be blog posts. So, and the thing is, though, is when those blog posts and things start coming out, it really does feel like it's done. Like, it even to me feels right now like, I mean, the they made the decision, right, last week? Because the menu is going in the customizer in 4.2, that's happening. It's not getting pulled out of the main admin, but it's going into the it's going into 4.2. Like I I feel that once the information gets out there, it's being announced as opposed to being discussed. So you're saying follow the blogs. What does that mean to someone? Like someone's like I have an opinion. I work a lot with users. You know, following the blogs is then what I'm commenting on a blog is there's no yeah. dialogue there. Yeah. You're commenting, and that is that is part of the way you do a dialogue, right? It's yeah. asynchronous because people are all over the world, and so what happens is you see it, it gets they write something, it gets emailed to you, you read it, and then you say, "Let me go reply." You log in and, and reply, and that's part of the dialogue. And mind you, that's the only way in which all of the people that are, you know, working on this project interact with one another, either via that method or on Slack. Well, yeah, I, that's what I'm talking about. Isn't Slack really where that conversation is happening, not on blogs or comments? It is, but it's also the make.wordpress.org sites. Um, a great Twitter account to follow is WPMake. Uh, it's an unofficial feed, but it pulls in pretty much all the blog posts from all the different Make blogs and just tweets out links when they happen. Follow. Which is probably a ton. <laughs> that's that's good to know. It's that I'm really my my main concern, and we're almost done. But like, so in this conversation, and like again, it's easy for us who are involved to get more involved, and and I definitely think, you know, we all do that to a certain degree. But I think that it is also really important to keep the user in mind, and I think that that is so often just left behind. I don't know. We need to be user advocates. I'm gonna start being a user advocate. For the users. For the users, by you the users. You should join the training team on, on Make, say. I really think so. You have a lot of good input. Yeah, <laughs> jam in my, all of my input. Let's jam Just it. Just like Tron, we fight for the user. All right, Jason, jam that uh, stop broadcast button. Please, please all right. jam the stop button. Gently, gently press it. Gently. <laughs> Make sure you go to Jam it right up in there. This, this, this hey, is the ultimate me. difference between Steve and Chris, <laughs> right there. If you ever wanted to know, that's oh, it. I meet all of you. All of you are being muted. Uh, I'm with you guys, as we One should. Jamming. Make sure you go over to our website at wpwartocooler.com. Links there. Hey, Steve, you're not muted. Oh, stop, you, stop yeah, laughing that's a at me. Big mistake on your part. Jam your like button. Push button. the button, Jason. <laughs> guys, you better buy.